From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. I'm joined today by the amazing Robert Kerbeck. I would imagine I'm the first corporate spy you've interviewed. And so, Robert, why did you then come out of that world? Yeah, you know, uh, and this is, you know, obviously in the book and ruse, you know, at one point I have a child and my child was eight and my child heard me rusing on the phone and said, you know, dad, you know, what are you doing? You know, are you a hacker? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not a hacker. I'm, I'm just getting information, part of the capitalist system, helping people get better jobs. Corporations improve their bottom line. You know, I had this whole litany of excuses. And my child said, but it's dishonest. And I went, yeah, it is. And that was kind of the, the moment where I went, wait a second, you know, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this anymore, you know. And, and that was when I began the process of, you know, extricating myself from the business and, you know, basically stopping it. And, and then I, and then, and in a strange sort of way, I circled back to writing because, you know, basically it was like a midlife crisis because I stopped doing this job. And now I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do? And I started writing and I, I wrote what turned out to be the opening chapter from this book. And I read it at a writer's conference and people just freaked out and they went, oh my God, you know, we didn't know corporate spies existed. We never even heard this is, you got to write a book about this. And, and then I started writing the book. I had to wait until the statute of limitations expired for any potential crimes that I may have committed. And so now, you know, the book ruse came out. Um, it's done great. People have said a lot of nice things. You know, Hollywood has come calling co- partly because when Frank Abagnale, who wrote Catch Me If You Can, says this is a great story, like he said, it was like his story. Hollywood came calling and now they're making a TV series out of ruse. Oh, wow. Because that was going to be one of my questions is when's a movie coming out? And yeah, yeah. is that going to be aired on any particular network? I was an actor and I did work as a professional actor. And, and you know, there were plenty of times I got hired to do an acting job and then the job never happened because the movie got postponed or the movie didn't have the funding or the director quit or the whatever, right? So the same thing with the TV series until I'm on the set, you know, sitting in a chair watching them filming it. That's when I'll go, wow, this is really happening. But it's, it's gone very far down the line. You know, there's, you know, a production company, there's a, 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 a what they call a showrunner, who's the person like the CEO of the show. There's a studio. So, that you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's moving forward. Oh, fantastic. And would you no. be starring in it? No, no. Though at one point there was, because, you know, obviously I'm too old to play my young self because the show's going to be set in the 90s, which I think is going to be a lot of fun, you know. At one point, someone said, well, why don't you play your father? Because my father is a big part of the, of, the, of, the, of the book and the show. My father's kind of like the heart of my book because, you know, here I am saying I don't want to be in car sales because it's dishonest. And then he finds out I'm a corporate spy. He's like, what? You know, so he's really like the anchor of the book. And so they suggested that I play my father, which would be really pretty amazing. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I think just seeing your words come to life on the screen is enough. To then have to act in it, it's just like a whole nother level of pressure and 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 challenge. Because obviously, you know, I'm I'm going to be a, a a producer and a consultant on this and involved in the writing of it. And I think that's going to be a hard enough job to to then add acting to it as well. I think that's too much. Right, I'm going to be looking out for that. Yeah, please, yeah, please, do, yeah. Do keep me posted. And yeah. so, just remind our listeners, where can we find yeah. the book? 
And just remind us of the title once again. Yeah. So Ruse, Lying the American Dream from Hollywood to Wall Street. You can find it at your bookstore. Obviously, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can go to my website, which is, uh, you know, www.robertkerbeck.com, K-E-R-B-E-C-K. And you can order the book right from my website. You can also see the trailer that, you know, the kind of the movie people did for, for Ruse, which gives you a sense of not only the book, but also how the book is going to translate to a TV show. You can see the trailer right on my website. So there's just, there's a lot of fun stuff on there. I've also written some movies and you can access those films from my, from my site. And you can also read, read some of the essays I've written, including the one working with OJ Simpson the week before the double murders, which is a pretty crazy story and a lot, and it's a fun read. Wow. That's a whole episode yeah. in its own right. I know. We didn't even get to my crazy acting stories, you know, <laughs> you know, Al Pacino, Kevin Spacey, George Clooney, Paul Newman, OJ Simpson, Madonna, I, I, you know, they're all in the book. Wow. Right, Robert, we've got to do another episode. I'm just now curious about all those stories. I, I'd be happy yeah. to. Somebody said that my book, there's a bit of a Forrest Gump element to the book because I'm in these very unique moments in time with someone who at that moment in time was nobody. And then right in that moment that I'm with them or right after that moment, they become for better or for worse, like one of the most famous people in the world. So, for example, here I, this OJ Simpson thing, you know, I'm, I'm, I get hired to do this exercise video with him and I work with OJ closely for three days. He, for some reason, bonds with me like nobody else on the set. We become buddies. And then, of course, shortly thereafter, these murders happen. The exercise video is subpoenaed in his trial. The exercise video is recreated in a TV series they did a couple of years ago with OJ, which means an actor got hired to play me in the exercise video. These are the things they say truth is stranger than fiction, right? Like, because you cannot make up a story like that. So yeah, so it's just a lot of fun stuff on the website. By the way, what was OJ like? As a person, well, you know, and you know, like I said, in this essay, and and that and that essay, there's that's also in the book, a longer version, like the whole OJ thing is in the book. But he was the nicest, kindest, coolest guy to me. But to the women on the show, he was the most obnoxious, sexist, revolting, horrible person you could ever imagine. And you know. In that moment in time, if you would ask me, did I think this person was capable of murdering? I, I would have said no. I would have said he's a sexist pig, but I wouldn't have thought. But of course, what we learned is that somehow his jealousy was triggered with his ex-wife and that created the type of rage that he, you know, murdered her and, and that other young man, Ron Goldman, who, you know, we never were quite sure what how that came up, you know, how, how he happened to be there or what his purpose would be, you know, we don't really know definitively, but, but yeah, you know, he was definitely a person that had some issues, but you know, we, we don't think that issues mean somebody's going to turn around and murder someone, right. Or murder two people. So yeah, it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. I'm just going back to some of your words right at the start about having the ability to read people and read the environment yeah. around you. I mean, yeah. That's ironic, right? That you're in that yeah. situation. Yeah, that's right. And to, to be able to read that someone's going to murder people, that, I, that, that's not reading. That would be, there's a, that would be clairvoyance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that you're clairvoyance, right? You can see into the future, right? Cause reading people is a little bit of that, but clairvoyance is a whole nother, you know, that's a, that's a gift that, you know, if you have that gift, 
you know, that's a, that would be pretty incredible to be clairvoyant. Sure, sure. Well, Robert, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you over these last few minutes. I feel like I've just got a, a slight glimpse into your past and your life, and I'm actually going to check out your book. So I will reach out and see if I can source a copy. And I would love to read your story because it's absolutely <laughs> fascinating. So thank you so much. Oh, well, Patty, thanks for having me on and appreciate the support. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>